Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Church Australia. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. Thank you, Lord. Please take a seat. Wow, what a great song. Great song. Thank you to the team that wrote that and put that together. And I want to thank especially our technical and production teams who have not only carried us through church at home, but have enabled this to happen this morning. So have a good shout out to Sinjin and his team. Yeah, really, so much work has gone in behind the scenes to try and help us stay connected and, and feel that we are still part of the body of Christ, which of course we are. We're not dependent on a building. We're connected by uh, a living spirit. But, you know, um, they've done such great work. And we now have a new studio just across the way where we can now do our recording. And that's just such, such a blessing. You know, we've had just an interesting year, haven't we? Uh, 2020 um, has been an historic year. Um, and I guess we all hope that it's consigned to history as, as we say that. Um, but the truth is that um, COVID is still among us. I mean, you know, the fact that we are uh, wearing masks, which is thank you for cooperating with that, keep everybody safe and open. And the fact that we're wearing these tells us that we're not yet on top of uh, that pandemic. But in a, a country like Australia... Aren't we thankful that we live in such a beautiful place? We've succeeded in suppressing the outbreaks, but we still have some work to do. And, you know, it, it, as we sort of gather now for the first time in nearly a year and at the beginning of 2021, it's a fair enough question in, in light of all of that to ask, is there any hope? What hope do we have in going forward uh, into this year? Now, do we have any hope of relief from the way that we're being caused to live? Uh, is there any hope that restrictions will be removed or, or modified or will they come back or not again? And, and what, what about normality? Will we ever get back to life the way that you know, we've uh, enjoyed it in Australia and are so blessed to be in Australia? We, we don't know those kind of things. We just don't know. But one of the dominant emotions that I experienced and that I witnessed Uh, in the last 12 months was fear. There's a lot of fear around as this pandemic struck, you know, in the wider world and then made its way to our shores and we started to see, particularly in Victoria, some of the devastation of what happens when, you know, pandemics get the better of you. And fear started to sort of get locked into people's hearts and we became fearful of the virus, yeah? We became fearful uh, that the virus would spread and we're always watching the news for where the latest outbreak and what is. But, you know, sadly, we also became a little bit fearful of those that carried the virus. You know, the people who had COVID-19 became the new lepers, if you like, in society and they were isolated and pushed away and and with good reason. But there was a fear that kind of um, came in behind that, which is, is not a healthy thing to do. But truth be told, um, we are all carriers of something in our life every day. The truth be told, there are things in our life that we project and what we carry, we spread. The question for us today and going forward is, is what we carry worth catching? Is what you're carrying in your life worth catching? 
Um, is it worth catching? What are you carrying today? You know, the Apostle Paul in, in the New Testament section of the Bible wrote many letters to the church and he made it really clear what it was that believers in Christ need to be carrying. He said there's only three things. He said until Jesus returns, we'll come back to that point in a minute, we have three things to do to lead us onward in life. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly and love extravagantly. He's saying there's only three things we need to carry, and that's faith, hope, and love. Now, most believers understand a little bit about faith. We kind of get that. That's the entry point. And I think we're all coming to understand, you know, as we grow and mature, what, what it is to love other people unconditionally. But I reckon we are all a little bit hazy about where hope fits into that. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about that this morning. You know, if faith is what connects us to God um, and love is how we are to live, then hope gives us our why. If faith connects us to Jesus and love is the expression of how we know as believers we are to live, then hope is that connecting point between the two. And I want to explain this morning how that goes. Because hope anchors our souls. Hope anchors our faith and it motivates our love. Without hope, our faith is not anchored and our love is not motivated. Um, It's just the way that Christ works in us. So just as faith is not based on an empty promise, but an empty tomb. That's, that's the power of the Christian faith. It's got nothing to do with us, but everything to do with the power of Christ in his resurrection. And our love is made possible because Christ first loved us. The Bible tells us you know, that we didn't get a good idea to love him. He first loved us. Then our hope is in the resurrection. And because Jesus rose from the dead, our hope is rising. Those of us who have faith in Christ and are seeking to follow his ways. Our hope is rising as he has risen um, from the grave. You know, I started thinking during the week uh, about uh, the dynamic of the pandemic in our midst, and I started thinking that really the, the death and resurrection of Christ was really like a super spreader event. You know how we're hearing about super spreaders these days? Um, you know, from that time forward, hope went viral around the world. And the good news is there is no vaccine against that hope. Hope spread on the resurrection of Jesus. But the extra good news, the extra good news is not only was Jesus resurrected, but he is returning. The Bible tells us that one day he will return. The Apostle James puts it this way. You too must be patient. Do not give up hope because the Lord is coming soon. Now, despite what you might hear people say or write, none of us, the Bible says, know the date or the time of the return of Jesus. It's not something that can be put on a calendar and worked out from obscure Bible verses. Nobody knows the date and the time that Jesus will return. But this one thing we know, he is returning. He is returning. And so part of our hope is that every day that goes gets us a day closer to the return of Jesus. That, and that's an encouraging thought, isn't it? Every day that goes past brings us closer to the return of Jesus. 
But sadly, not everyone places their hope in God. In fact, many people place their hope anywhere but in God in the world today. There are some people who trust in politics or trust in a particular politician of a particular persuasion to get them to where they believe that they should be going. A lot of people hope in wealth or money and hope that you know not only will they have enough to, to sort of live life the way that they think they should be living, but a little bit extra just in case. And of course, many people hope in social status. They hope that they make something of themselves or that you know their kids will be make, make something of themselves on the basis of the extra stuff we're sort of giving them. Um, or sometimes people hope these days in social media. But here's what I know from the scriptures and what God has said to us is that those who forget God have no hope. Those who forget God have no hope. If we place anything, anything at all in his place, then we are forsaking the hope that he has for us. Pastor Rick Warren, great friend of this church, he uh, pastors a, a great community in California, and he said this, that what happens to people or a culture who forget God? What happens when a people or a nation or a culture forget God? He says, wealth is idolised, truth is minimised, and life is trivialised. Everything is commercialised, children are sexualized, and the elderly are euthanised. Our consciences are desensitised. Education is secularised and races are polarised. Sports are scandalised, morality is subjectified, and sin, well, that's glamorised. And the courts are paralysed, family breakdown is rationalised and manners, well, they're uncivilised and all this happens when God is marginalised. There's a lot of truth in what he said. The deeper truth is that our world is hurting. Our world is hurting. The people that we live with and love with and work with and meet with every day are hurting. And people are looking for a place in which to place their hope. They're looking for a source of hope that takes them beyond the pain that many of them feel in this world. The good news is that the gospel tells us that Jesus, it's the name of Jesus that is the hope of the world. The name of Jesus will be the hope of the world. The apostle Matthew told us that. The hope of the world. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, our hope is rising. If our hope is in Jesus and he rose, then our hope is rising as well. You know, I'm told that hope is mentioned about 167 times in, uh, in the Bible. That's, that's a lot. And that the Bible um, reflects on hope in three ways. So let me just share that with you for a minute. The first kind of hope that the Bible reflects to us is wishful hope. Now, that's the kind of hope that you have when you're, you're running late for a meeting or running late for church, and you say, I hope that the traffic's not going to be too bad. Now, there's no way that you're going to be able to have any impact on the traffic flow unless you've got one of those little clickers that the ambulances have to turn it green and red and stuff like that. Um, but there's no way that you can, you can have any impact on the flow of traffic. You've just, got to, you've just got to go with it. But there's kind of like a wish and a hoping that, gee whiz, you know, um, we hope that um, we'll be able to get there even though we left late. 
The thing about wishful hope is it, it, it misses the point that we can really only change what we can control. We can only change what we can control. Uh, and many of you know that you cannot control anything except your attitude and your actions. You know, um, those of us who've been married a long time will know that it's futile to think, oh, well, I'll change my spouse. Can I hear a witness? But a lot of people go into a relationship thinking, oh, well, he'll change or she'll change. I know if they can only just come to church, this will be good. Well, they may change, but you have no say over that change. And so as human beings, we need to know that the only thing we can really change is our response and our attitude and our actions. Outside of that, it's wishful hope. The second kind of hope that the Bible mentions is expectant hope. And Now, this has some basis in reality, you'll be happy to know, but still no guarantee that it's going to come true. It's like this. If, if you plant tomato seeds, um, you expectantly hope that you'll get a tomato plant. Yeah? And then you expect that the tomato plant will give you tomatoes, tomato fruit. That, that's kind of like the expectation. But none of that is guaranteed. Birds can eat seed. Um, you know, pests can attack plants. And even if the fruit comes out, there are bugs that will eat the fruit, which will spoil it. Nothing is guaranteed. You can expect it, but it's not guaranteed. What is certain, though, and this is just a sidebar for you this morning, I can guarantee that if you plant no seeds in your life, you will definitely not get a crop of anything. If you don't invest and plant in your life, you will not get a harvest. But that's for another day. So the third kind of hope that the Bible refers to is called certain hope or what some writers refer to as Christian hope. This is made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus and it's reinforced by the promises of God. There are thousands of promises in the word of God in the Bible that reinforce his plan and purpose for Jesus and his desire for us to connect into that hope that he gives us. One of the writers in the New Testament put it this way. This is in the letter to the Hebrews. It says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Strange term that, an anchor for our souls. What, what is the writer talking about? Well, you would know that boats have anchors. Boats need anchors. And if a boat is not anchored, then it will drift and can often drift into dangerous and uncharted waters because that's the nature of how water works against the boat. What the writer is trying to say here when he talks about it's an anchor for our souls is that if we are followers of Jesus, if we're seeking to be lovers of God, then we need to anchor our souls in, by faith to Jesus. Otherwise, our souls will drift on the currents of life and we may find ourselves in a place that we never anticipated ending up, an uncharted or unsafe water of life. Now, Christian hope is certain hope that comes through faith in Jesus. 
And it is the confidence that God is faithful and he will complete what he has begun. And so therefore we confidently and patiently wait for him to do that. That's part of what it means to sit in hope because there is the guarantee of Jesus. We, have, we can patiently wait for God to do his thing. And Jesus has proved that this whole deal with, with hope and faith is not a fantasy. It's not a fairy tale. You know, he was murdered. He was placed in a tomb. The power of God resurrected him and he appeared to hundreds of people at the time. And it's recorded in the gospel witnesses. So this is, this is not a fantasy that we're talking about. And the reason for our hope is that the Lord Jesus is alive. He's not some you know, passed on guru or some you know, dead God who, or some person who was famous in the past who made us promises. He is a living God now. And here's the better news about that is that those who have faith in Jesus will also be resurrected to eternity when he returns. So his resurrection guarantees our resurrection, and that is an encouraging thought. We cannot know what the future holds. We cannot know if tomorrow restrictions will go up or down. We cannot know if a vaccine is going to be available this day or that day or the next. We, we hope that it will, but we, we cannot know. We cannot know pretty much anything about what will happen tomorrow. So we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. The future is in the hands of a living God. The Lord Jesus has the world in his hands, and he has you in his hands, if you by faith will connect with him and trust him. Because of Jesus, our hope is rising. So as we close out this morning, let's, let's be mindful that there's faith and hope and love. And faith connects us to God and love helps us to live out the promises of God and hope anchors our souls in the certainty of the resurrection of Jesus that we too will one day receive resurrection and eternity. And this world is not all there is. This world is a temporary thing. But life is eternal with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you that even though we've been through this pandemic, even though in the past there are other major things that have happened in the world that because of you we can be anchored and certain in faith hope and love we don't need to worry Lord because you are still active in the world and even when we don't see that you're working you are still working in the world for our good to bring us hope and a certain future and Father we pray this morning that you would rekindle our hope as your people, that as we have regathered this morning, that this would stir our hearts and empower our faith and determine our love to move forward in faith with you. Help us to trust in you. Help us to love you this morning for the sake of the world that you died for. We thank you for all that you have done and are doing and will do. In the precious name of Jesus and God's people said,